What's up, everybody? Uh, long time no talk. We're back here to talk about some MMA related stuff. So that's the best entry I could come in. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. And you ruined it. <laughs> I always fuck it up. So that's a. Uh, it wouldn't be the Devin Barrel of me fucking something up, right? So, um, yeah, man, we're going to talk about um, UFC Fight Night, Taporia versus Emmett coming up this Saturday. And we're going to touch a little bit about our um, the Elevate Fight series that we just went and watched last weekend. So, a little bit to dis- discuss. A little bit to talk about. So we're, we're talking Emmett Taporia and not the lightweight stuff? Oh, we're going to talk about the lightweight stuff. So do you okay. want to get into that right now? I figured that's what we're doing instead. Oh, shit. But it's okay. Okay. Taporia and Emmett are coming up. That's going to be a really exciting fight. Um, both guys, you have to think, are this is... I don't know if it's title contention in the, on the line for this, but definitely top five. If if one of them wins this fight, they have to be kind of in, in top five, top three, even talks. Yeah. Taporia is shooting through the ranks and Emmett's made his case already. And then he just lost to Cater. How long ago was that? Uh, who lost to Cater? Emmett? No, he beat he Cater. He beat Cater. Okay. Yeah. So he beat Cater. I don't know why I had that backwards. So he beat Cater. Yeah. So top three. I think between those two. Yeah, I think whoever wins this fight probably does get the next title shot, depending. I would think so. Depending just... if uh, like Yair beats Volkanovski. So you think uh, if he doesn't win, they he, don't get it, or if, if he does? If 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 um, I'm sorry, if uh, Volkanovski, if Alex wins his fight against Yair next month, then I think this whoever wins out of these two probably get the next title fight because this clears up a lot of um, what's kind of going on with the title picture. If Yair wins, then we have a whole like, like spiel guys that we can give to they'll, Yair to fight for They'll the do a rematch. You either, know? either a rematch with Volk or a rematch, rematch with Max. They'll do that. Yeah. Cause yeah, they're, so. they're not going to give it to Emmett or Taporia. It just opens the door for more challenges yeah, to get the chance. Yeah. Cause you look at Al Volkanovski, I mean, the guys cleaned out everybody. most of the top five. So, um, same with Max. Yeah. You know, it's like fighting Max all the way. You might as well ask for, Hey man, now I want, I want championship pay. Like, yeah. Like I'm fine for the belt because if I beat him, then I got to fight for the belt after, you know, it's like, it's like fighting Robert. Uh, it's a lot like Robert Whitaker. So you fight Robert Whitaker. It's like, okay, if I beat Robert Whitaker, technically I could be looked at as champ, but I'm not really the champ. Cause like, now I got to fight the fucking next boss and I got to fight yeah. Adesanya. So, um, yeah, man, it's just, it's a lot going on there. I'm excited for that fight though. I've been a fan of Taporia since the Ryan Hall fight. That's where I kind of first recognized yeah, that him. That was pretty, pretty cool. I was hoping for more from Ryan Hall in that. I think we all were. So, yeah. uh, Minari roll isn't just a fucking sushi roll, you know? So, it seemed like it was. Yeah. So, it was something. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, they both got tons of power. Uh, Josh Emmett have been watching him for a long time now since his knockout over Ricardo Lamas. For any of you longtime fans out there, who you'll probably know who Ricardo Lamas is. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think Emmett's wrestling is good. I don't think it's as good as Taporia's. Uh, so, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it go to the ground and Taporia take over. Yeah. Um. On the feet, it gets interesting. I think Tapori is a little cleaner than Emmett, but Emmett, I don't even know if I can say Emmett hits harder. It's hard, right? Yeah. Uh, but I so th- I just I think Ilya is overall a better fighter, but I think Josh Emmett is enough of a wild card to always be in the game. Yeah. Uh, I think what's I'm gonna say wild card in the sense of he can he can take over when he yeah. at any point. Made me think of uh Charlie Day. I was like wild card bitches, <laughs> but uh yeah man like with with with. What's his name? Uh, Josh, I, mean, I think he has more raw power, but um, the way that Tuporia, like mixes his power in with his striking, he, I think he has a better sh- boxing, you know? Yeah. It comes down to technicality and all that shit, but I think um, Josh Emmett is... I, I'm a fan of his, but with his fight, it's kind of hard, but 
uh, it's crazy to think that Ilya Sapporo is being made fun of like a year ago with the Patty Pimblet stuff, and now he's like this close to like I mean an inch away from fighting for the title. Well, one fight away, really, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I, I really don't know who to pick on that one, but I'm gonna go Josh Emmett just because of the experience level that he brings, you know. I'm gonna go Taporia just because if it goes to the ground, I don't see Emmett being as being able to keep up with Taporia. Yeah, Taporia has a solid ground game. So, um, also with the the bodies, I think the body shots are something you have to look for because um, yeah, your Rodriguez was eating up that body whenever he's fighting Josh Emmett, and Ilya Taporia doesn't just headhunt; he goes for all yeah. the body, you know. Um, he, he whenever he who did he knock out he knocked out Jai Herbert in England. Um, he went to the body and then to the head, which is a big deal because Jai Herbert's from England, so he knocked him out in his home crowd. But um, yeah, and then some other fights to look out for. I'm excited for the Amanda Hebas fight taking on Macy Barber. So Amanda Hebas needs that finish. If not, the judges are probably gonna go Macy Barber. Yeah, they she needs to start getting finishes again. It's been a while. I also think just because like I, there's fights that Macy Barber wins, who, and she's good. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, no, like, no, no, it's like. Yeah. Like, did you really win that fight? I don't. I don't think you won that fight. Like, and then you gotta go question if the judges are even watching the fight or they're probably just on their phones, just like, oh shit, we know who Macy Barber is. Let's vote for her. Um. So also, who else is? Oh, dude, can't forget Josh Van making his UFC debut on this card. And so that's something to look out for. Houston native trains. Uh, I know for sure he trains with Aslan Boxing Gym, which is really yeah. really cool. Um, you know, the I think other he's had a Gracie Baja too. Is he, yeah, he had a Gracie Baja too. Yeah. So, um, he's a really complete fighter though. Uh, yeah. You, you he's know. very entertaining. We've, we've talked about his fights on here before. He's very good. Um, he's taken on Bullcut Rachmanov. Yeah. Which I don't, cause I don't know his name. Um, Zagos. Yeah. yeah. Bullcut Shavkat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Guy. That's what I just said too. That's crazy. Anyway. Yeah. No, he just, he looks like Shavkat he's with a, a bull cut. Image, yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Uh, hopefully, strictly exciting for Josh Van. Um, yeah. Then Austin Lane, former Fury fighter. If he's taking, huh? I think he's making his UFC debut as well. Is it his debut? And uh, well, he was on the Contender he series, was on the contender right? Series, but I don't yeah, think that counts as like a debut. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so the guy's done pretty good though. Uh, he is uh, twelve and three. I definitely would. If you like seeing knockouts, I would keep an eye on this one. He's taking on Justin Taffa. And these guys, uh, Justin Taffa, is, he fights like Mark Hunt, trains with Mark Hunt as well. Um, but yeah, Austin Lane, he's got like, tw- he's 12 and 3, he has 11 finishes, one decision win. So um, it's something to look forward to, I think, you know? Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, and Brendan Allen taking on Bruno Silva. I'm excited for that that's, fight. I think that's the fight I'm most excited about. Yeah. Sorry, Josh, Van, sorry. Uh, but Bruno Silva, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, didn't think I would be, but I am. He's yeah. very fun to watch. But Brendan Allen been holding it down for a long time and it's nice to see him start putting his name out there again so yeah they both throw down i think i think brendan allen has more to offer in the fight bruno silva's striking is very fun but uh, his his uh ground game's a little lackluster his cardio is a little lackluster yeah um so i think brendan allen has more tools to win that fight but i don't i don't i don't know yeah, so, so I, I know think you know going to be a about, fun one. You know more about Brendan Allen than I do. So, like, would you say that he has a pretty high pace for the weight class season? Um, I don't know if I'd necessarily say a high pace. He has a pretty solid gas tank, so he can keep it at a at a better pace than Bruno Silva can. Yeah, because I know that he fought Sean Strickland. And he has a, a TKO loss to Sean Strickland, yeah. who also keeps a pretty high pace as well. 
But, uh, you know, Bruno Silva, he's really fun in the first. But yeah. then after that, the second round comes, and it's like, okay, there's it's, he's kind of slowing down. At the, when that third round happens, it's like, okay, you're exhausted. Yeah. And we Brendan see. Allen's clinching, and his, uh, I don't know if he's specifically wrestling, but his grappling's pretty solid. Yeah. I so I, where he trains out of. I don't remember. I don't know if I even ever knew. Um, we talked about because I know he's a Louisiana native. Oh, okay. So okay. Uh, usually those Louisiana natives, when we see solid grappling, we just automatically – He's not a Louisiana native. I'm going to shut up. Never mind. But yeah, so we see Louisiana native though. We're automatically going to think you train with Tim Crater somehow. Yeah. Somehow, even somehow. though he's not, but yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, that, that card's going to be a pretty good fighter's card. I think, I think uh, if you want a fun fight where we're most likely going to see some finishes, tune in this Saturday Make sure to tune in for Josh Van's card or fight because that's that's going to be really fun. Yeah, without without a doubt, that's going to be very fun. But um, yeah, one of the things that we really want to talk about was the lightweight picture right now. Um, Charles Oliveira just won his fight, and with him beating a top guy like Benil Dariush, or at least a guy who is on an eight fight winning streak, and that's a really big deal for yeah. that weight class because that's very hard to do. Um, Charles Oliveira beating him the way that he did, very solid striking. I think that puts him right back in there for a title shot. I really do, but I don't know if they'll give it to him. Um, but the other th- the other side of this is, you know, without Benil being able to make a case now, then you have you have Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor. McGregor doing the Ultimate Fighter, and McGregor not being able to fight now officially yeah. because he never entered in his sample for the for USADA. Yeah. So who do you replace McGregor with so that Chandler still has an opponent? Because they're not going to waste the whole season of tough that's supposed to be the most exciting one and freaking who knows how long. So right. they're good. They have to give him an opponent. And then who do they give him though? The only, the only one that makes sense to me is Benil. I don't think they'll do it because they don't like Benil. Yeah. Uh, but to me, that makes sense. Both both guys are coming off of uh, losses, but they're all the big names. You know, all their fights in recent history has been the big names. So it's it makes sense for them to win or to go and fight each other. And with a win, both of them get to say, you know, I'm still here. I'm not done. And they belong in the top five. So I think that is the fight to make. Plus, you're going to get two really good wrestlers who are going to box each other. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got it with, with the fight though. I think when you ever, you first said Benio, um, I was like, damn, why haven't I thought about that? That makes sense. You know? Um, so with the fight, I don't know which episode we said it on, but I feel like we need to go back and figure that out. Uh, just because I think I even told you, is like, I'm not getting excited for that fight until McGregor can clear a sample through USADA yeah. because what's the point of all the hype? And this is kind of what we talked about. Like, yeah, the season, the season has been fun. I like it. It's every- yeah. I'm. This is the first season that I'm really invested in, and unfortunately, it has McGregor on it. Yeah. Because I know everyone's just going to contribute that to him. But no, I really like the prospect of having uh, prospects, yeah. but uh, prospects versus vets. And you know, it wasn't supposed to be that way, but that's how it ended up because Chandler picked. He went. He made sure to go all vets, and I would have too. I think that. You know, I know it's, it sounds like hindsight at this point because he's 4-0 at this point. Right. But no, I would have 100% gone all vets because that's just smarter. They're they're more coachable. They they are already a little set and you know what to expect from them. 
you don't have that with the prospects as much. So I think it's just an easier job and you're going to have better clay to work with. Yeah, it's just um, I, I like the idea of it bringing them in because, you know, the ultimate fighter is a chance for one of these guys to fight in the UFC. We never really get to in the, the past few guys who have won. It's like been except for Brian Battle and Ricky Tercios are the only guys in recent memory for me that have been able to earn their contracts and do yeah. and, and, win and continue winning. Yeah. Like Holden Smith, right. You know, he was good, yeah. but he couldn't, con- he couldn't continue winning in the UFC. Um, I really liked forward. him too. So like, you know, Michael Chiesa, but I mean, this is like almost 10 years ago with these guys that were, yeah. Doing, and that's, know? that's what I was saying. It's been a long time since the season has been this fun. Yeah. Um, and it's fun because of the fights. Yeah. We haven't seen very much of anything as far as like drama or, um, you know, the coaches aren't, haven't really gotten into any kind of issues yet. And, you know, apparently they're going to, but yeah, I bet you it's the last fucking episode. Dana Probably. White's making it sound like it's the whole season when yeah. it's really not, which um, I'm, I don't need the drama, but when you make something a reality TV show and you stick a bunch of dudes in the house, that's, that's what you're going to get. So it does make it more fun. Um, and I think a good substitute is for that is the freaking coaches challenges. I miss the coaches challenges, yeah. like the stu- or the team challenges. The stupid, we were in tough one. They had the they picked up uh Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell and the Lazy Boys, yeah, on their shoulders and they like ran them around the beach. Yeah, that was really stupid, but it was funny. It was dumb as fuck, but it was just like. And then they know. they had to like drag the canoe through the desert. Yeah, the downside when you have to deal with fucking local TV is shit like that, you know. But it's it was fun. I and it made it fun when there wasn't anything going on. You you at least had something to look forward to like that. But now it's just what was that one backstory season? for both fighters, which is cool. Yeah. But it's backstory, and then you get a fight that you hope is good, and then when it's not good, it's like I just sat there and watched. You know. So 20 minutes of these guys' lives. They tricked me into being emotionally invested yeah. in this shit. And then their fight yeah. wasn't good. So That's I what felt, we're used to. But now we're at least getting good fights. I felt with that dude Petrosky whenever they fight. Um, yeah, dude. His yeah. freaking wrestling is so good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not fun. Not at all. No. It's more of just like he's freaking George George Sotaropoulos, but on steroids. Yeah. And so uh, if if you don't know George Sotaropoulos, do not look up his highlights. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a bunch of them. But um, yeah, man, like. This season's been fun. It's cool because there's guys that it's like I was a fan of when they were there, whenever they were in the UFC, and um, now that now that they're in the UFC, I mean they were like like Roosevelt Roberts. Like, I yeah. feel like he should have never got cut. He just had a bad yeah. string of opponents he went up against. And the Bahamondas knockout. I remember when we watched that. I was freaking hyped on yeah. that. That was re- that I was think, a really good fight. Yeah. I remember being so stuck on the fact that they were so thin in that fight yeah. that I was like a body kick. Like I would do I was, some damage. I, I was on my way to your house whenever that fight happened, and I missed it. And you're like, "No, fuck this other fight. We're gonna go back and watch this fight." And uh, we it went was back really and dude, good. They threw down. And, yeah. Uh, but like, it just it sucks for that. But what was I gonna mention, man? But it's like we're seeing with the with these prospects, like they just can't hang in there with the vets. There's no like the they like the experience, and it happens. Yeah. You know, it just it's part of the sport, especially with a sport like this. It happens if you see put fucking. Like um like you know John Tom Brady up against a rookie quarterback who's gonna do better and just translate in other all types of sports, but it's also like this is where I think we talked about right now for when we were grabbing lunch is um 
I wonder with these prospects who are told that they're UFC bound, it's just like, oh, dude, you're going to get the call up soon. Like, you know, just keep working at it. It's just like, I wonder how many of these prospects like are actually fighting top talent in their area. You As know, opposed to having padded records. Yeah. The, like, because you know, they're these local promoters giving them, pad, yeah. pad, you know, just padding their record with fights and being like, well, you're going to beat the fuck out of this guy. Take this fight. Because then they can send someone to the UFC and be like, look what we can produce. Yeah. Um, and that's a really seemingly big issue that's going on a lot and in in the mma community i'll say houston mma community because that's the only one i have seen myself um and i don't want to blanket something with something be incorrect but Mm -hmm. the houston mma community we see a lot of it um maybe people don't like hearing that but it's true we see it same with boxing uh we see it a lot in boxing as well but that's just kind of boxing as a whole sorry everybody um but there there you you can kind of see who doesn't get that they don't get the the padded records that they, they go in there and even if they get an opponent that's a little like they, they're kind of expected to beat, they go in there and they beat them the way they're supposed to beat them and so it's like they're not being fed necessarily they're earning it or at the very least they're showing you they deserve a bigger spot yeah that's what we want to see when you're given an opponent who's not up to par against you but you go in there and you run through them well that's what you're supposed to do so that's good to see yeah but we see these dudes who go in there and they fight people and it, they have trouble in one round then the next round they do well it's like okay well why did you have trouble in that first round and you won the fight but you, there's problems and then they're going to keep moving you up faster and faster because they want to be like look at our boy dude yeah and so it's just i just think it's just <clears throat> one of the things where it's like you know, I get wanting to be undefeated fighter. I get wanting to, you know, like get onto the get on and as quick as you can into the UFC or into the PFL or even Bellator. But like a fight that I was excited for, a local fight, for example, is like when with a uh, Smotherman versus Capillero. because mm-hmm. both those dudes are solid Dude. fucking fighters. But they're both good. They're both on the cusp of doing something great, right? Mm-hmm. Especially Smotherman. And Smotherman goes out there and they, they kind of go back and forth the first round. Smotherman knocks him out in the f- second round. And it was like, okay, now we know how good Smotherman is against guys at his level or above it, you know? Yeah. And so we get to know, see exactly what kind of level he's at because he's fighting other top guys in your local promotion. So, And that's what we want to see is yeah. the, the best of the best from what we can produce locally fight each other. Um, and a lot of times we don't get that or we get some different kind of version of it where one is still expected to win. Yeah. But like when, when Hayden, Hayden fought recently um Hayden Breyers he won his fight by decision we got to see that live it was a great performance by him uh hopefully we'll have him on to talk about it soon and um but like that fight like we knew watching that fight we knew about the other guy I'm blanking on his name at the moment but it's because I just know Hayden you know and so uh but like that fight too I'm blanking on his name right shame on me we were talking about the whole fight too but um like not not talking about like us forgetting it but for talking about using his name when we were watching the fight but um like we watched that fight with Hayden, right? And then he's fighting a guy that's like, you know, the only guy that that guy that the guys lost to. Jesus fucking Christ! It would be so Chris, much. It'd be Chris, so much less confusing if I just like said his name. Lopez. Uh, no, it's not Lopez. I don't believe. Um, because it's the guy that Oliver fought. Right, right. So that's what I was gonna mention is uh, Isaac Vasquez. 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 There we go. So, um, you know, I mean, you look at the guys that, I, like, we knew that Isaac Vasquez is a tough dude. Yeah. You know, he's a great fighter, but like we look at who he guys that he's lost to because um, he's three and three right now in his amateur career. But I mean, to name some of the guys that he's fought, he's fought Hayden Briars, Nathan Regino, who's another great local fighter. Fantastic. He boxer. has a lot. Of, he has a lot of potential whenever he goes pro. 
um <clears throat> oliver Hernandez. it was his second loss in his career i mean dude oliver's fucking solid jimenez jimenez what did i say jimenez yeah. or something i'm not really sure oh, but uh, yeah I've, nope, been, I've, right. been, I've been pretty tongue-tied lately um then but yeah he had another loss against uh cam de so. yeah. yeah yeah i mean like i said there are some guys like vasquez who they're not they're not getting easy fights and they're still making them fun fights or winning and that's what we want to see yeah um so the issue with tough anyway we're let's, let's get I back mean, on point we've been talking about tough for a bit we're, it, we're supposed to be talking about lightweights but uh, yeah i mean we're kind of getting off <laughs> a little off subject but it's kind of one of those days yeah. you know we're just we're, we're just, just chilling just shooting the shit really but, but yeah I, I i really think that this season of tough is kind of showing that that like you were saying a lot of these um prospects are they're going out and they're winning titles in these smaller organizations which is good that's what they're supposed to do they look good in their fights but the level of competition is different. And I think as competitors, coaches, fighters, uh, friends, even we need to acknowledge that because when you don't acknowledge that you get all these guys who think, and there's nothing wrong with thinking you're ready and believing in yourself, but there is something wrong with not acknowledging faults or weaknesses and blindly believing that you are this great fighter when you're not. Yeah. And not that they aren't great fighters. They're just not ready. Yeah. And it's obvious because Four and zero, Chandler's team is four and zero for yeah. a reason. I mean, what's it called? Like, like what Roosevelt Roberts did his opponent, and I was, I was rooting for the guy. It was harder because, like, they they made you know what I'm saying they did exactly what you talked about. They tug at your heartstrings a little yeah. bit, really bring you in. He gets knocked out in ten seconds. I'm like, that fucking sucks, dude. But it's not. It doesn't say he's a bad fighter. He's just going against a veteran. But yeah. I mean, but guys like Roosevelt Roberts, especially because it's lightweights and bantamweights, the two most stacked divisions in mm-hmm. the UFC. What's it going to be like whenever you get to the UFC and you aren't there yet? You aren't ready for it yet. You know, Mondo Gutierrez, I believe was his last name, right? The one yeah. that fought. Uh, um, yeah. He brought, he fought um, Cody Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, he lost by, by a flying knee. And it's just like, but who's to say that, like, he doesn't make you a bad fighter at all. I mean, you ever go back and forth, but Cody just found his rhythm way faster. Um, and but, part of that is experience. Yeah. You just, know how to do that. He's, 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 he goes in there and it's probably like, I've been in here with somebody like this before. I and to do. just. Because this the thought popped in my head. Uh, when I say experience, I don't strictly mean fight time or amount of fights. I mean the level of competition you're fighting as well. Because yeah. if you have one guy who's fought, you know, 10 guys who are all like, you know, 0-1, 1-3, 1-5. Yeah. As opposed to someone who has 10 fights, but they're all against winning record people one person's going to have a bit more of an edge and experience because they fought better opponents. Right. So they have more experience. Like you're fighting guys who are the best in the Southwest. These guys are fighting guys who are the best in the world. You yeah. know, And, and it's so, very different. And again, I think that that shows. So if you think we're wrong, let us know. Um, let us know in the comments. Really do. Like, I well, this is, this is interesting to us to talk about this kind of shit, but I just think these, some of these um, prospects just aren't ready for what's here, you know? Yeah, it um, is what it is. I mean, it's not, just dissing or hating or whatever it's just what we see and what we notice and i don't think that it doesn't make sense and if people aren't fans of hearing it well yeah in our opinion it's truth and that's i'm looking forward to J- uh, jason knight's fight yeah i like jason knight he's yeah. just a funny dude he's hilarious like i remember uh, roosevelt roberts was getting into it with somebody and um 
what's it called? Um, he's getting into it with somebody, and then Jason Knight just butts in out of nowhere, and then like Connor's down there talking to his guys while that one of them's cutting his hair. Oh and he's yeah, just yeah, down yeah. there hanging out with them. He's like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I've been here before, guys. Like, I'm gonna do what I want. But yeah. you remember when we first started doing this shit, we used to always be kind of like really cautious about certain things we would say. Now mm-hmm. we're just kind of like, fuck it, we're just gonna share the opinion because why not? Yeah. You know. But yeah. And so, uh, yeah, the lightweight picture is um, it's something else right now. Okay, so yeah, you take Michael Chandler because yeah, McGregor's not gonna. Oh, we don't know if he's coming back. Maybe this was just a easy money grab for him to promote his shit, promote his team, and um, we don't know if he's gonna make it back. If he doesn't make it back, then it's just like, well, fuck. There's that, you know. But I feel bad for Michael Chandler out of all this because you're hyped up for this big payday because yep. everyone keeps saying like, oh man, like. He'll just fight, you know, within the top five, this and that. Michael Chandler is 37 years old. Like, yeah, he's he, he wants... That. He wants the payday. He either wants a huge payday or he wants a fight that's going to give him a title shot. Yeah. So you take away the payday. There's not a payday in any of the names like McGregor, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So you give him the next best thing, which is the fastest course back to a title shot. And to me, that's Benil Dariush yeah. because he's not going to fight Charles Oliveira. That doesn't make sense. He's not going to fight... Islam that wouldn't make sense that right make away. even less sense um I would be surprised if they did it just to be like hey man sorry about the whole uh fla- throw you know getting the money bag and just kind of flaunting it in your face yeah. not giving it to you because he's not going to fight you anymore because there are rumors going around that uh Charles wants to fight what's his name I mean uh Charles yeah and uh, I'm like Jesus Christ man this dude just took up six weeks away from his family just for you to be like hey yeah he doesn't want to fight you anymore yeah it's it's pretty sad. Um, and I, again, I think Benil makes the most sense. The, the only other person in the lightweight division that would be up for it is Dustin. And they that was his last fight. So I, I don't think that should be Benil, made. Benil also mentioned that they wouldn't give him the Dustin fight because uh, they see. I mean, for Chandler. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. it wouldn't make sense so for this, him to fight Dustin again. Right. So this is what I was going to say, though, is like, um, so Benil Dariush, whenever Oliveira pulled out the first time, said that, okay, well, like, give me a title shot because I'm next in line. He's hurt. There's nothing you can do about that. And the UFC said no because uh, our number one contender, who we see as number one contender, is Dustin Poirier. But he has a fight booked against Justin, so the winner of those two is probably going to get the title shot. So completely take out Dustin and Justin, right? So completely uh, yeah. rule them out. Well, I mean, I think it's time for Michael Chandler to see if he can keep his spot in the top five. And yeah. yeah, and who do you do that with? The only other person who is kind of in or out of top five, Benil. No, Benil's like number two, dude. Well, yeah, but if he now that he's lost, he's yeah. moving. He's moving down. Chandler's been moving down, so it's like one of them has to stay. Yeah. One of them has to go. That's the way I kind of see it as far yeah. as being in the top five. So, so if one of them wins and then they win their next fight, who's against someone at or at above the level they, yeah. that they are, title fight after that. Like I think uh, with Benil though, Benil, um, Dustin, and Justin have all like kind of kept their spot in the top five, right? Mm-hmm. So they show that they should be in the top five. So I think it's Chandler's turn to have to show they should be in the top five yeah. and fight Armin uh, Sarukian. So, I mean, you know, Benil fought fucking number seven, Matush Gamrot. Uh, Dustin Poirier fought below him with Michael Chandler. So it's like, okay, we know that you're above him. And Justin fought Rafael Fazeev. So it's like, okay, these guys are fighting outside the top five to keep their top five position for a possible title I shot. Think that's a, that's, I think that might be the first time on this podcast that you ever made a compelling well put together argument yeah you're smiling at usually me. you're yeah. like usually just you're cause... like oh no man that's just how i feel yeah. i just think that i just it just makes sense to me yeah but I... this time it made sense to you and you said why and it does make sense Devin. wow yeah. everybody just give a round of applause 
let's put in i think i blacked out for like a, a sound bit there maybe um i don't know it just flew out like i don't like whatever i just no, said that actually know, I said it. that really makes a lot of sense um it's so yeah no because of you saying that in that way i think now i'd be happy if they gave him armin um i'd be happy with benil i think it does make I more think sense, that fight would you know? make more, would make more sense and be more entertaining. Yeah, I think Armin's not ready for Chandler. Um, it's a hard one, man. Armin looks good every time he fights somebody. He yeah. does. Chandler is. It's a lot like Eddie Alvarez when everybody was like hating on Eddie Alvarez. When it's like you realize what this guy has done yeah. and how long he's done it. Same with Chandler. Look at everything he's done and how long he's been doing it, and he has not missed a step. He is just as That's good great. as he ever was. Yeah. I, he's on another level. He is the le- he is the level of the top five guy. So he he, he, he he does need to prove it. So I think fighting Armin would make sense. Yeah, yeah, good it job. It's funny watch watch me make this point. I wish we I brought the I was gonna bring the freaking ring light and uh, film our episode today. I'm glad you didn't do this freaking hot. It's hot as fuck. Like crap. But uh, but yeah, I was gonna bring it, but because like the entire time while I was doing like giving my piece as to why I feel that way, you're just smiling like, okay, you right. finally did it. Because <laughs> we like, I don't know if we've done it on the show too much. I know we've done it a few times, but like I have such an issue like when we have a debate or when you want to make a point and then you have to prove your point, not you specifically, but anybody. I feel you have to actually make a list of points or at least one point that is compelling enough to show why you believe what you did and possibly convince someone otherwise. And you don't typically do that. <laughs> Some things just are not meant to be said. Some things just shouldn't be meant to be joked about. But uh, yeah, so uh, McGregor, we don't know what the fuck's going on with that. Give Chandler yeah. something else because he's in the twilight of his career, I feel like, and he's putting on great fun fights. Um, and keep the the, the fan base, uh, the, the, the general fan base that the UFC has helped him get. Keep that going. Yeah. Um, and if, and not- if you don't do that, this is the season of Ultimate Fighter ends right now. Yeah. It's in terms of viewership, because why would we keep watching? I wish it was live too. Just so oh, could, dude, I, yeah. I wish I wish the Ultimate Fighter was still live like they did with uh, Dominic Cruz and uh, Your Right Favorite. Because I kind of liked see, that. We could see fucking uh, Michael Chandler's like genuine reaction to realizing that this fucking fight's probably not going to happen. Yeah. You know. Because now so, we won't. We won't. We don't know what's going on. All, He's what too, anything we see is yeah. him in the past. He has no idea this isn't even going to come close to happening. Yeah. He's too fucking professional to fucking yeah. to, to just let it out. And he probably would have let it out now. Mm-hmm. Boom. That viewership would have went from 2.5. And the cameras would have like, been all over it. Yeah. Two, uh, viewership would go from 2.5 to uh, fucking point, probably point 0.3, which is only 300,000 viewers. Not very good. But <laughs> hey, uh, it would have been something. But yeah, yeah man. So um, that's a lightweight picture. I don't know with uh, the next title shot though. Um, we don't even know who's fighting next for the title. People keep saying they need to have a Charles Oliveira uh, fight for it. And I mean, I wouldn't be upset. That's all I'll say. Because how do you make an argument against it? Yeah, it's Charles Oliveira. But also, man, like what's fucked up is like Islam just openly said that. He's been trying to get them to make him a fight this summer, but they're making him wait till October. Yeah, it's like they're doing for Abu, da- or yeah, for no. Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And it's like, what? The, like your champions trying to be active. Like we we talked about this at lunch. It's just like if the dude wanted, if he he fought one time, he fought Alexander Volkanovsky. He could have fought in the summer and won in fall, right there. If he would have defended the title, all three of those fights, he would have been tied for the most lightweight title defenses right there. He would have been being argued about as who was the greatest lightweight he of all time. Finally lived up to being Khabib two point Yeah. And then all he would have to do was just fight one more time, which probably would have been February twenty twenty four. And he would have been like if he would have defended that, he would be he would have the most defenses in lightweight history. Which is a big deal because of how stacked it is. That's why it's not past yeah. three. You know? 
it's always been that way with lightweight. Yeah, just crazy fucking busy, dude. And it's awesome. It's just such a fun weight class. But uh, yeah, yeah man. that's that's the lightweight picture. Let us know your thoughts on that. And now we're going to talk about Elevate for a little bit. Elevate, uh, we finally got to go to our first Elevate card, um, an event, and it was really, really fun. I had a, lot, I had a good time watching those fights. Yeah. Every single fight was entertaining. Um, even the fights that weren't finishes, like some of those fights you would think would have been a finish. But we started the night off with a uh, leg kick finish, which was pretty solid. That dude was ripping those kicks out. Um, but, yeah, there were a lot of gyms there, a lot of fighters there. It was really fun. Uh, we saw a lot of fighters from uh, – we saw some from ACS, uh, Metro, Heritage. We saw a lot of stuff. It was really cool. And we got – it's. it was just – I think it's a, maybe a smaller promotion than Fury. So it's – maybe that's why it's more fun is because it's a bit more um, intimate, I guess. Everybody's kind of around each other talking, being more of a community than right. – sitting at their own little thing being sectioned off. Uh, so, but it was really cool. Um, but the main thing that we're going to talk about is going to be our boy, Brett Kelly winning his fight against Jacob Briand. Um, the first round maybe didn't necessarily go Brett's way. He was getting cracked a couple times. Right. Um, Jacob's standup was just really unorthodox and like kind of out there. And I, I, what I saw from Brett was, not what I would have wanted. Sorry, Brett. Um, it was he was he was going out there. I think with his hands low, and that's what Jacob was able to capitalize on because he'd go real high with those strikes, and he'd kind of come from pretty far away. So it was hard to be prepared for. I think. Um, so good on Jacob for that. But I think when what was really good for Brett is whenever it started came in close or whenever he needed to, he'd get it down to the ground. Or he'd clinch up when he needed to, and he would kind of take over from there. Right. And it showed because Brett ended up getting a guillotine in the second round, tapping him out. And he tapped out very quick to that. Like once he got it, he got it, and it was he tapped out. It was pretty fun. Yeah. No. It was it was a it was a good back and forth. Um. Yeah. And what's Brett said he has some things coming, so uh, we'll let him talk about that whenever he's ready to announce what's going yeah. on with him. But, um. Yeah, man, he did a great job. Uh, that that guillotine. The second I saw it, and you. Couldn't see the back of Jacob's head. Usually, whenever someone's, it's not fully in. You can see like the bottom hairline on the back of their neck. You couldn't see that. I was like, "That's fucking deep. Yeah. Like that's really deep." And I was like, "And I, I think I told you, I was like, he's about to tap." And then he did. I was like, "Let's go." Yeah, my favorite. Brett set that up really well. You know what really t- uh, tipped the night for me though? Like what was like besides Brett winning was like really cool, though. What was not cool but hilarious. It was when uh, we were sitting, we actually happened to be near people that were there for Brett and oh, people that were there for Jacob. Right in front of us. <laughs> and so they were right, right in front of us, Jacob's family. They were like really, really nice. They were, you know, supporting their family member and we're all for that kind of shit, you know? And um, somebody says, boo, J- J- uh, Jacob. And then she turns around, I was like, fuck you, motherfucker. And I could not stop fucking laughing at that, dude. That was very funny. Yeah. And I she, was like, they- they yeah. got very defensive. Quick. They were quick. to. They were, about mm-hmm. to, they were about to be a fight in the stands, and I was fucking all for it. I'm like, I'm here for Brett too, man, but I'm not helping you out in case some shit goes down. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm going to watch. I did a little yeah, bit. That shit was funny, though. I, um, I, I was I was uh, booing, and I don't remember everything I said, but I said some stuff. Uh, no hate on Jacob. Yeah, I don't know Jacob. All. Not at all. It I, was just fun. The situation I'm, I'm, was funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm there for Brett, so I'm going to support my guy, and yeah. I'm going to you know go the other way, and if someone doesn't like that i'm sorry but that's competition that's kind of how it works yeah, i don't want anything bad for jacob other than for him to lose this fight because i'm going for brett right 
Right. So uh, we considered bread a friend. So we were like, this is hilarious because we're also going for yes, bread. Yes, it was too. hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, getting so mad. Hey, dude. And after that first round, Jacob had a good first round. Yeah. Brett, Brett made it a fight, though. So it's not, I wasn't like, oh, wow, this is uh, deep waters. Yeah. But the second round happened and it was a little bit more of the same, but Brett seemed a bit more prepared for it. Yeah. So once it started, seeming maybe like it was going that same way he took over took it to the ground with these with his guillotine yeah um solid and it was really good yeah. and we were all over it we were hyped up i was very excited man it was cool to talk to him a little bit after too um what's it called then i remember I asked him cool as a cucumber he, he, he was, was just he like was chilling, he was just like no nah, i was all right man yeah. he cracked me with the shot so i was like oh okay never mind yeah and so uh i remember talking with him a little bit after and i was like so any any plans tonight going out tonight he's like nah man i'm just gonna get home to my dogs yeah and so i was like there's a man that knows exactly what he's supposed to do in life right there if i remember right he's got like a german shepherd mix yeah he's he's uh got his priorities straight and just fighting and taking care of dogs so that's i think it's pretty fucking dope i can relate and and respect that I think it's cool, man. So uh, we also uh, learned a little bit about Jacob's stand, uh, the way he fights. Stand up, yeah. yeah. I, and, and actually, like, I can get behind that because it's very risky. Yeah. And when you want to see more of that, yeah. like as a fan, maybe a casual fan, who knows? But you know, you want to see more of that. You want to see someone go out there and make it entertaining, make it a little wild. And yeah. Jacob did that. And that's what I was. I uh, like. I think I thought he had good hands as well. And uh, somebody uh, we got to talk with was Spencer Sled a local uh, Houston mm-hmm. fighter and he got to tell us kind of how Jacob goes about things a little bit, which it was really cool to just say, not really like his gameplay, nothing like that, but it was more of just him saying like, I know Jacob likes to just do like this stuff or he works on this. I was like, that's really cool to kind of, you know, talk with like what goes into somebody's like mindset into fighting, you know? So uh, that dude was cool as fuck to talk to as well, you know? So yeah, we got to talk to a handful of people, um, Spencer being one of them. And then drew the coach at uh, ACS. Yeah. And then we talked with uh, Juan Tolbert from Gracie Baja, and he was pretty he was pretty hyped up. Yeah, so dude, he was, was really fun to watch the fights with. Yeah, yeah. So I remember we got to talk a little bit because uh, with one of the coaches I was working with at the gym, and so he was like, "Dude, you know Coach Chris?" I was like, "Yes." And uh, he was like t- talking about techniques. I'm like, "I know exactly what you're talking about, man. That's really fucking cool." Yes, we know things. What's so up? we know things. Yeah, it was just really cool though. We're not that dumb. Because like, so the coach he's talking about with Coach Chris over Revolution is very technique based. Like, it's very heavy on the fundamentals. And so when he started talking about things, I'm like, shit, dude, it's really cool to talk with you about this because you know exactly what I'm talking about. I just don't know how to describe it. Like, you know, <laughs> so I can't put it into words. Just well, I know I know Juan trains a lot with Alexis and uh, Vern Cruz, yeah. so it's Muay Thai's definitely not unfamiliar territory with him right right so uh it was cool seeing some of the guys from the so some of the west chase guys also out there yeah with them yeah we saw alex morono was out there jake heffernan was out there There there's like i said there's a lot of people nico was out there really fun having that kind of environment again i think uh we've been going to the fury fights a lot so we haven't been in that environment a lot yeah or at least for a while so it was really nice uh being in like i said a bit more intimate of an environment Right, that's what I was gonna say too. Is I like the the setup they had because uh, it didn't really feel like you had a bad seat anywhere. Yeah, you know. So uh, with the uh, with the escapade, not with Fury, but with the escapade where yeah. it's at, where they have their fights at, it's just um, if you're not close, like it's kind of hard to get a good spot for the watch the fight. You know, which is why we get our little booth because it's comfortable and we 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 can still see the cage pretty well. Yeah, and they have TVs, but at least we get too. to be comfortable. Yeah, and so the biggest thing is comfort with yeah, because the... those little booths, those little <laughs> or not booths, the little like tables with the bar. Stuff, I don't want to sit at that the whole time. Yeah, it does get uncomfortable. 
and so uh with the i think we stood the whole time at the elevate fights but it was a good time though. it's different when you're having fun yeah we, we all do i had a good time so yeah. so yeah just uh if you ever go to the elevate fights get a couple of drinks before you go in so you don't spend a bag dude oh my gosh yeah and that's not elevate's fault like you were saying it's it's the venue um but man like 20 something dollars for a couple beers yeah oh my god at that point yeah never mind lord help us yeah it was uh but it was the economy we used to be a country (laughs) (laughs) so but it was a it was a good time though man i was i really look forward to going out there again and checking that shit out um what's it called it was really cool for some of the guys that came up to us and talked to us so i appreciate y'all giving us some of y'all's time because we're always happy to talk with anybody about fighting or just and just shoot the shit about that you know yeah, so yeah, let us know uh, again your thoughts about the lightweight picture. Let us know what you think about the Ultimate Fighter, if it even matters to you. Have, did you even know it was going on? Um, Emmett and Taporia, who do you think is going to win? Because I, I do agree that that's a tough one, but uh, I'm going to stand strong with Taporia by, I don't know about by submission, but he's I, f- I do believe he's going to take over on the ground. If five rounds, I'm going to go submission. Five rounds is a heavy pace for how these guys fight. Yeah, he's going to get a submission because Emmett's cardio isn't always that great. No, and if he's it's piecing him up on the feet, he's trained with Kamaru Usman now. I'm not sure if you saw that. But Ilya Potoporia, tra- like a sparring. He's got him on Usman. that special juice. Probably. Shit, on that fucking, never mind. But Yeah, let us know your thoughts. 